Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi, I'm Mark Williams, and this is 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Good evening and welcome to yet another edition of the greatest sports radio show on the planet. It is 365 Days of Sport, and I'm here, as always, with the man about town, Mr. Robert Price. Beefy, I've fallen off the wagon. Really? The training regime was doing so well, yeah. it lasted a whopping seven days. <laughs> seven days. And uh, I just got so bored on Friday night. I just, I just didn't go crazy Friday night, just a few beers. Yeah. And then I was psyching up Saturday, massive Greyhound races on on Saturday. Yeah. The Paws of Thunder heat. Oh, Paws of Thunder. Yeah, a uh, Summer Cup, uh, Fantabelle, the champ ran round. Yep. And uh, Warrigal, we had uh, Aston DB, of course, took it out there. Anyway, yep. I just got so bored on Saturday, I went round, caught up with my mate Timmy Goldberg, lives down the road here in yep. Richmond, and that got there about four in the afternoon, and I got home about 9am on Sunday. <laughs> Good effort. Yeah. So was this an official New Year's resolution to uh, really push, or was this the international beer mile kind of... Well, you've uh, got to balance your training. True. You can't just go all about the running. You've got to maintain a bit of uh, boozing uh, capacity. Yep. Can make sure it's all a well balanced routine sort of thing. You got to um, sort this out, I reckon, uh, fella. Yeah. Well, I thought it was, you know, it's just it's the lack of sleep really took a while. And yep. of course, we ended up not going to Jimmy Barnes on Sunday oh. too. That would have really. Kept I heard off it was a great show at the uh, tennis. Jimmy Barnes. I would have kept off a cultured weekend. Yes. Yeah. Great. And um, our newly adopted Graham Mutant went round on Sunday as Mutant well. Went round. I was tipping him. He came last. So. Uh, no, no, no. He came out fourth. I think he finished quite well. He was last, oh, kind of right. halfway around the last bend, yeah, and he yeah, ran yeah, home yeah. and beat a few uh, stragglers. But there you go. Yeah. I, hey. Um, oh. Yep. I played cricket on Saturday. Right. And if you, well, you may not have remembered, but um, it absolutely teamed down with rain. Yeah. And I has, might not have woken up by that point. Okay. How's this for a situation? So the first team are home as well, and, and our team are on the same ground at Faulkner Park. The captain of the third team says, all right, because they've got an umpire, yeah. if they keep playing, we'll keep playing. So it was absolutely peeing down, yeah. and we're still playing. Were they saying the same thing on their ground? That's exactly right. It goes, the umpire told the first teamers that, um, oh, well, those boys are still playing. We'll keep playing. Yeah. So we stayed out till tea. It rained like torrential for two hours, and we kept playing. Well, there's proper English conditions. Well, <laughs> unbelievably English conditions. I played conditions. one game of cricket in London, yeah. and it started raining, and I was just like, okay, we're obviously yeah. walking off, and the Englishman was like, nah, fuck that. We're Summer. We're sticking around. We're hanging around. Uh, no, it was absolutely unbelievable. The ball was... And this, how weird was this? Yeah. The ball was still swinging. In, in a in wet the, ball in the rain. What, were you swinging it? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. The Both wrong ways? way. No, the wrong way. Oh, reverse swing. Yeah, kind of big in-swingers. But it was going miles. I can't... If anyone can explain to us how the wet ball swings... Please explain. You can ring in 94291116, text in 0433981116. I... I was a swing bowler for years and years, yeah. but I cannot explain how this wet ball but, swung. But, but you understand how reverse swing works, though? I do, yes. Okay. I'm not going to say on air, because I might get it wrong. Well, no. It's about rough size and weight and yeah. everything else, but uh, yeah. I vaguely know. I'm, not, I'm certainly no physicist. We'll let someone ring in and tell us. Yeah. Please feel free to join us. Uh, before we kick off the show, really, we've got to thank Nasita. Uh, they are the best sportswear in Australia. 
They, they're primarily a Dutch football brand. They do all sorts, all team wear anyway. But they've just signed Gold Coast United, Monaro Panthers, uh, Tigers FC in the ACT, and Knox City in Victoria. If your soccer club needs good quality playing gear, off-field wear, please get in touch with Mesita because they are absolutely awesome. Mm, just lining them up. Yes. Just rattling off clubs That's names it. left, right, and center. Hey, uh, friend of the show, Dennis Rodman. Oh, yeah, yeah, good. D- DUI uh, is he still on North the weekend. Korea or? Well, or he's D- trying DUI? to... DUI oh. on the weekend. Yeah, unbelievable. He's he's trying to sort out the peace process between Trump and Kim Jong-un. Yeah. So uh, but uh, unfortunately, just... he's heading to rehab, as one expert said, jail time for his weekend DUI bust. Ah. Seems like a slam dunk. It's not going to do him any good. But this is it. The eccentric Hall of Famer was arrested for DUI in California late Saturday night while on probation for driving the wrong way down a freeway in oh, 2016. Schoolboy era, that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, unfortunately, he's got to go to rehab. And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, it's one of those things. He's dealing with some personal stuff in the past month. Trump and Kim Jong-un, that's the personal stuff oh, he's dealing right. with. That he's... can't be his first DUI. Well, if you were driving he's... the wrong way down a freeway. He's got to have a long list of... Misdemeanors, Dennis I would have Rodman. Thought, yeah, I would have thought yeah, so. Does so that mean he's has he fallen off the wagon, or is he is that on the wagon or off the wagon? Well, he's no, because he was on the wagon. It means he was going clean, and right. he's fallen off the wagon. Hence, why he's back into. But wasn't it to do with on the wagon? They carried all the the barrels of beer on the wagon. So but, if you're on the wagon, you're drinking all the beer out the barrels that are being delivered to the you're, brewery. You're getting too and deep there. What? Very deep there. Someone text in and tell us what <laughs> what that comes from. Off, yeah, off the on the wagon. getting on the wagon or off the wagon, as yeah. the case may be. Craig Harbour might know. He uh, tells t- tells us about that type of stuff, the addiction side of things. He can explain these. Uh, I stories. hope so, because we clearly can't. I know we're. Cut I like out the sport, Rob. Oh, I don't, no, I'm not into sorry, political not issues. Yep, yep. Um, George Smith, former Wallaby flanker. Yep. He's got done for drinking as well in the weekend. Oh. He was playing rugby in Japan. Um, the uh, oh the Yomuri uh, Shimbum. Daily reported on Wednesday that a drunken Smith was arrested after refusing to pay a 10,000 yen taxi fare, fleeing, and then punching the taxi driver. Crikey. Uh, the driver chased him multiple times shortly after midnight. <laughs> 37-year-old denies all allegations. So uh, good on you, George. He's, good. Uh, yeah, that's Great not good. Great determined effort by the taxi driver to really keep yeah, to chase him multiple times. He didn't give up. He was keen to get that 10,000 yen, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, he's a proper, he's like one of those kamikaze yeah. pilots. So I don't know whether... Like, uh, do what needs to be done no matter what. Yeah. Ultimate sacrifice. Yeah, well, George Smith, what a player he was, though. Well, how much does 10,000 yen convert to? Uh, 126 Australian dollars. Well, that's not a big hit for him. If he's playing rugby in Japan, exactly he's going to be right. on big, big dollars he must there. He uh, must have felt uh, upset. Yeah. Probably only went a short way and he... 10,000 yen? It was probably the eighth week in a row he's passed out in the cab and he couldn't... <laughs> <laughs> Could have thrown up. That's what he... He didn't have to pay the, uh, the clean-up fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jamaican women bobsledders have qualified for the Winter Olympics. Well done. Well done, Jamaican women. I don't know how the Jamaican... I wonder if the Jamaican men are still kicking around. I should know these things. Sounds like room for cool runnings too. Well, this is it. This is the first time a women's bobsled team are going to represent Jamaica. Yeah. Uh, imagine that. If you're sitting down to watch the bobsled... And it's Jamaica versus Nigeria. Be, That's uh, an interesting. Uh, yeah, it's I'm like watching uh, uh, Britain take on Papua New Guinea at sumo. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a it's a great combo, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, um, well, this is just perfectly setting up for one of these film reboots they're doing. Yeah. Let's remake Ghostbusters, but now we'll use women instead of men. Cool. You know, oh. it's, uh, same thing. We reboot. Because uh, was uh, Ghostbusters redone by Disney? F- Pro feminism, huh? Was Ghostbusters redone by Disney? Because uh, Cool Runnings was a Disney film, obviously. Disney or not. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think uh, I haven't seen it yet because there's uh, there's subplots with uh, Pyeongchang this year, isn't there? Because North Korea are going to send a cheerleading party to the South Korean Olympics. Is that the plan? That's the plan. That's fresh off the press. I think Dennis Rodman uh, arranged that. Well done, Dennis. It's a good thing to do doing things in the spare time <laughs> yes. and, and amongst the DUI is still productive. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, there. Um, Kim Jong Un is uh, kind of. You know, thrown open his arms to the South Koreans, saying, "I want to get involved with the Olympics. We want to have a bit of a peaceful how type they, deal." How are the South Koreans responding to that? There's well, a... it's the Olympics, open arms. Yeah, right. They're probably looking for a bit of a backhander with money, I suppose. I think it's a good way to try and get back in the good books with the rest of the world. Yeah. So they don't, you know, you're feeling a, we're a wee bit excluded, aren't they, North Koreans? The way they're behaving, it's <laughs> yes. sort of like they should just invite everyone over for dinner, a nice little dinner party. What is the North Korean uh, dinner of choice? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've not. I've not. Uh, spent what a long what time does Kim allow his eating. his uh, subjects to eat? Um, Do you think they got regimented meals plans like the haircuts? They've only got twelve approved haircuts. I'm going to guess rice is involved. Rice, yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what Korean. They. I tell you what. The Koreans in Box Hill they love fried chicken out there. Do they? I don't know if that's the same back in uh, actual. Are they? Uh, are they into chickens' feet and all that? No, well, it's more. No, just like actual like KFC. Although. Yes. Uh, amazingly, KFC Box Hill over Christmas unbelievably closed down. Whoa. Because I'm out there working, loading the trucks again. Yeah, I yeah, had to yeah. put up with like 80 and million And KFC was closed over Christmas. They closed over secretly. Oh. So they didn't have a chance to launch like a Facebook page saying save Box Jeez. Hill KFC. Unbelievable. It's, uh, it's definitely a Melbourne uh, iconic landmark. Oh, just the Box Hill one? Yeah, culture. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, talking of KFC, Philadelphia Eagles fan, 22, repeatedly punched a police horse after he was ejected from the Philadelphia Eagles playoff game because he was drunk and couldn't produce a ticket. So he took it out on the horse? He took it out on the horse. Wow, that's not right. He was arrested outside the Eagles stadium, charged with aggravated assault, trespassing and taunting a police animal mm. after he... It says munched here. I don't think he munched a police horse at all. And I'm not making that up. It says munched. Right. <laughs> uh, punched a police horse and struck a mounted officer. Uh, Hendricks had been turned away from the stadium prior to the alleged attack. Um, I hope the horse got to get a, a, a kickback at him or something because he would have come off second best yeah, there definitely, big time. Definitely. Uh, Hendricks was said to have been intoxicated. No. Surprisingly. Yeah, that's right. So there you go. And uh, Philadelphia won, by the way. NFL, uh, what a. Oh, I bet you didn't see that New is Orleans. Is that a picture of the guy there? That is a picture of uh, okay. Taylor Hendricks. And he, looks, he looks like he's straight out of a caravan park. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Hendricks allegedly approached a mounted police officer, started punching the horse, who was called Nicky. Uh, punched it in the face, neck, and shoulder. So he had a real go, good go at it. Yeah. Some of the blows landed on the officer's leg. Okay. So there you go. Uh, police said neither the horse nor the mounted officer were were injured during the alleged attack, but Hendrick was charged with ag aggravated assault. Trespass. Uh, oh, he had to pay ten. Oh, he had to pay a ten percent. Uh, so five hundred dollars of a five thousand dollar bail amount. So there you go. So that's good. And his team won. So we all. Well, what's he complaining about? Really. <sighs> well, there you go. I don't know. Well, he was he was drunk, and he, and he lost his ticket. Basically, couldn't get in the game. They wouldn't yeah. let him in the game, so he took it out on the horse. I'm not I'm not following the logic there with this uh, this lad whatsoever. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what the Americans are like when they have a couple couple too many I for them. Like the guy at the monster trucks. Like the guy at the monster trucks. We we'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, have you been following the tennis? Rob? Yeah, I watched my first game today. I watched Kyrgios. Oh! I, I can't not watch Nick Kyrgios. I one, just love it. One half of the Twat Twins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Nick's in trouble actually. Oh. Because in the first round, here's the headline, oh. tennis bad boy Nick Kyrgios fined $3,700 for telling a spectator to shut the F up. Oh, 
<laughs> he loves it, doesn't he? I didn't he loves... hear about this. I did not hear didn't about you? this. Okay. Uh, on court, outburst. Basically, this was during a serve, his own serve. The outburst <laughs> occurred during the 22-year-old's crushing defeat of Brazilian Rogério Dutra Silva at the Australian Open on Monday. The world number 17 interrupted his own serve to hurl abuse at the spectator <laughs> and later was involved in a fiery exchange with the umpire. So there oh, you go. Great. I love that. <laughs> I think it's fair enough. Well, that's it. Everyone knows, be quiet when the, the guy who plays are serving. I'd, I'd love to know what he said, whether it's just a, you know, come on, Nick. <laughs> Shut the, you know. Uh, it could be anything, couldn't it? It really could be anything. He could have just mumbled it to himself. Did he walk over and point to them and launch into it? I think, it, it no, he was, of... he was about to serve and he just stopped, yeah. it, stopped the game. <laughs> And, and just, he's launched into him. Just sort of said it under his own sort of breath. No, no. Maybe. One of his no, mumbly no. ones. You know, his, no, no, it wasn't mum- a mumbly no. one. This was a shouty one. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. So Nick's... Uh, Good on you, Nick. Stand up for yourself. Yeah, and he's won. is he playing tonight? Has he already won tonight? He won. He's already he won, won tonight. There you go. Three um, sets. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah, see, that's one of those ones where he looks like he's the bad boy with his poor yeah. behavior. No. No. That person didn't yeah. know the tennis etiquette. That's they right. were in the wrong. Maybe he shouldn't have used that language. To... Yeah, probably not. Would you mind please keeping it down, perhaps, or something so, like that? So, how are we looking? So, that dude that got on $40,000 at 26 to 1, is yeah. he looking all right? What do you think? Well, I'd say uh, he's two for two. He's got Wilfred Alfred. Uh, oh, Songa. He's got Songa next. Yeah. Oh, so that'd oh, be a good game, wouldn't it? I think that'll be his big tough one. We have to get past before then. Probably get another probably quarters. All right, probably there get you go. Easier fourth round um, if he beats it. The American Coco Vanderweg. She's a uh, one of the American women. Yep. I don't know what seed she is. Refused to play. Guess why, Rob? Uh, was she playing Sharapova the screamer? Oh no, but no, she was playing. Uh, uh, I don't know who she was playing actually. Right. Uh, oh, she lost to Hungary's Timia Babos. After refusing to play, she went she on to lose. She refused to play yep. because there was a certain reason why she didn't, re- why she refused to get out of a chair at a ends break. Uh, I got nothing. I there don't... was no bananas oh, I, on oh, the court. I did hear about that. <laughs> uh, they didn't supply them, or she wasn't allowed to eat the bananas. No, they didn't have or... any for her. So, so is it normal regimented behaviour in well, a tennis open that there are bananas on the side of the court. Apparently so. They're obviously spoilt, these tennis players. Oh, There's tennis. no bananas. And what, what about that year when there were all the floods? There would have been no bananas getting out anywhere. Yeah, John it. Howard they was blaming it for the whole economy. They would have to pieces, import them from uh, New Zealand. Yeah, how's the New Zealand uh, banana? Uh... I'm not sure. It's rampantly growing. I don't think we oh, the... okay. I don't think it's growing anywhere in New so Zealand. So that's Coco Vanderway. We've de- dealt with her. Now, the other yeah. half of the twat twins. Bernie. Bernie. How's he going? Well, he didn't qualify, did he? He He lost in the last round. Yeah. And what an interview. What an interview (laughs) he gave. So I just I'm gonna play Bernie's interview with uh, I can't I think it was a guy from the ABC actually, but and then we'll just turn it over to you, Rob, because you can make a comment about Bernie because you do like him. Sure, I love him. Where does your career go from now, Bernie? Um I just count money, that's all I do. I count my millions. You you go you go do what I did. You go make thirteen, fourteen million. Good luck, bud. He just loves it, doesn't he? <laughs> the, see, the first part, I thought he was almost being sarcastic and making fun of himself a little bit. Yeah. But then when he follows it up with the, you yeah. try and do it, that's when you, he's actually is serious. I don't know. It just, it makes me laugh every time. Yeah. Because he is the exact opposite of what everyone wants a sportsman to be. Yeah. It, it, they're supposed to be these pillars of society, the top of the heap. Everyone loves them. They're, they've got all this money. Uh, they're generally handsome or beautiful, whatever. Yeah. And life's pretty good for them. And they're supposed to be role models. Supposed to be. A term I'm not a fan of. Yeah. 
and uh, he just does the opposite. He does. Imagine, but, you know what I would have liked to see? If he got through the, the qualifier, got in the tournament, yeah. played in the, got through to the final, <laughs> and then won, yeah. and then as in his acceptance speech of winning the Australian Open said, I'm just counting my millions. Yeah, there's another three and a half mil in there. <laughs> and just get booed all yes. around the crowd. I don't know. But, um, Bernie, what have you? What can you say about him, though? Well, I've looked back on Bernie's history a little okay, bit yeah. over the years, and he wasn't always this way. It's been a slow process. I think he just has no resilience whatsoever to any public criticism. Right, okay. And it just sends him crazy. Yeah. And so now it's affected him so deeply, I think he's just, he's actually a bit lost. Yeah, okay. Um, but hasn't quite acknowledged it yet. <laughs> right. The thing is, but if, if you, people want to complain about him for saying that he likes playing, he's just playing for money and sort of space yeah. and all that stuff. Why don't people dislike stockbrokers and bankers? We we all do. All they do is play with everyone's money every Everyone else's day. money as well, yeah. But it's just sort of, that's the way it goes. Yeah. And but it's something, because people are looking for something to look up to yeah. with sports and with tennis players, inspiration. And he's destroying that. <laughs> but one thing I'll say is that he doesn't actually have to answer to anyone with this. He, he's actually allowed to do whatever he wants. Well, that's very true. It's just that everyone wants to be able to do what he can do. Yeah. And because they can't, everyone's just losing their marbles. He's turning. He's flipping it on the entire yeah. society. It's gone back to front. Well, he's just he's made his money, Rob, hasn't he? he? Has, he has. He's made his thirteen or fourteen million. Well, look. What I think we should do probably after the break. Yep. Is we'll go into a bit of a top ten. We've, okay, got, a, we've cool. got a Bernard Tomic top ten special yeah. reflecting upon the top ten greatest moments. Of nice, Bernie. love it. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top ten. Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> All righty, so with Rob's devotion to all things Tomich, here is Rob's top 10 Bernie moments. Right. Uh, well, I'm going to read out a quote here. Oh, nice. And this is all chronological. So this okay. starts from, there was actually ones before these ones, which is when he was properly determined and saying how he wanted to be the greatest player. All right. And then it sort of starts one vaguely on that sort of idea, and then they quickly deteriorate. I love it. So here's uh, Bernie number 10. Quote, this is from 2006. He's only 14 at this point. I still want to define the serve of Ivan Isovich and the ground strokes of Federer. I'm halfway there with the mind of Sampras. I've already got the heart of Leighton. <laughs> That's in late 2006. So there's some fairly high caliber players there. At nice. 14, he's, he's setting his standards very high there as, uh, as Bernie, as a young lad. Federer, Sampras, Ivan Isovich, Leighton Hewitt. Number nine. Well, look, really tired. To finish at this time, it's tough. You know, look, I've no excuses, but I think if I've played during the day, which I requested, it could have all been changed. I think that I should have won. Name any sport uh, you play at 1am or 2am in the morning, except this, especially at my age, it's difficult. How that, old was he? That was in the 2010s. So that's his first, I think, Australian okay, Open. Right. Remember, and he started off yeah, very well, and then he had to play the game yeah. and went through 1 2 in the morning. So that was... I mean, no real alarm bells ring at that point, but he's already a few complaints and not quite stepping up to the mark there. And then number eight is the first time he kind of vaguely slaps. He just says to a reporter after a US Open where he's accused by a US legend, John McEnroe, of not giving his best effort uh, in a round, loss, round one loss to Andy Roddick. He just says, this is how I play. Do you have a problem with that? If you think that's, it's up to, it's up to you. 
just snaps at the photographer. Oh. And that, that's when you start thinking uh, all is not well. Yep. Something is rotten in the state of Denmark. Hamlet? No? <laughs> not working for you? No. Not, not Shakespeare familiar? <laughs> the first I like sports, Rob. I like sports. <laughs> the first big blowout is here when he starts bagging Pat Rafter, Australian. Whoa. Pat is a nice guy. If the Australian public don't know Pat, he's a good actor. He's well-spoken, always prepared, and knows what to say. And then he went on to complain about how he's paying for tennis balls. Oh, yeah, remember that. Remember, and all that stuff, and the uh, ATPs just treat him like rubbish. Yep. And at that point, I don't know, he's, he's getting, he has 2015, so he's 23 yeah. at this point. Number six, this is a quote from uh, Bernie. This is, uh, despite his ranking improvement, Federer had questioned whether Tomic was ready to fulfill his promise of being a top 10 player. Tomic didn't take the comments well. If he, Federer, believes I'm so far from the top 10, I believe my prediction is he's nowhere near Novak's tennis right now. When I'm playing well, I'm a top eight player in the world. Yes. Yeah. He's nice. very bold about it. This is number five. This is in the middle of a Davis Cup match. Yeah. Nick's sitting down, Nick's sitting down in Canberra. Bullshit, he's sick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said to Leighton Hewitt yeah. in the middle of the match when he's up at pressure. In the middle of the in match? In the middle of the game. The pressure's on. <laughs> Leighton Hewitt comes in for a pep talk. Yeah. And all he is is complaining about why Nick Kyrgios isn't playing, <laughs> saying that his sickness is, is false, a falsehood. Brilliant. Number four. This is to a fan. This is, this is probably better than the one you said before. This is what he yelled at a fan. I'll put my balls in your mouth. And I'll give you some money to make you feel good. Oh. <laughs> nice. What is that? So that was last year on a spectator vile comments in the US Open. Oh, US Open. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, just the US Open, not a major tournament or anything. No. You know, you've got to do what you got to do. Number three. Uh, Thomas shocked tennis world with a jaw-dropping press conference. This was the main one. Oh, after yeah. A, I think this is not actually the best quote, but this is one of the one he's, he said during Wimbledon. Just that small tournament at Wimbledon. Yeah. I don't know why, but I feel a little bit bored out there, to be honest with you. I feel holding a trophy or doing well, it doesn't satisfy me anymore. During Wimbledon. Yeah. And that's when everyone started going, okay. Yeah. That's when he picked up his loser's check for $60,000. Then, and then yeah. he flew straight back to the Gold Coast, went on a massive bender, and the headlines in the paper next day were, I deserve <laughs> my £50,000 blowout. Oh, fantastic. Of course, following that was his great big Channel 7 tell-all interview. Oh. And they asked him what he would do if he could talk to a 12-year-old version of himself. I would tell my younger self, don't play tennis. <laughs> do something you love and enjoy because it's a grind and it's a tough, tough, tough life. Yeah. Yeah. With my millions. The old, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's got its millions. And number one is the most recent one, the latest bizarre comment to come out uh, in what is has become one of Australian sports' saddest stories. I just count my money. That's all I do. I count my millions. You go do what I did. You go make 13, 14 million. Good luck, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> Where does your career go from now? Um, I just count money. That's all I do. I count my millions. You, you, go, you go do what I did. You go make 13, 14 million. Good luck, guys. Uh, brilliant. And the strange thing is, I mean, I mean, he's what is he, 150 in the world now? So he's yeah. actually he can't get the free ride yeah, into yeah. the tournament. So he's actually going to have to play. Yeah, he's going to have to. Well, he'll probably just walk away because, as he just told you, yeah, he's got 13 or 40 million. He's going to count up, and it's in cash apparently because he has to count it. Sure. Yeah. He. This is almost in line for the next greatest comeback next to Tiger Woods. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
They're, they're, they're pretty close. I think Tiger's still probably the biggest comeback we want to see. Cause yeah. He's still 25. Yeah, true. So Tiger's 41. time yeah. for him to find. Maybe he needs to do it. Carreos apparently started his charity. It's, it's focused, made him focus. Oh. He's, he's uh, thinking more selflessly. Beautiful. Maybe that's what uh, Maybe. he needs. Who knows? A bit of feel-good stuff. But I can tell you for one, whatever he does in his career, we're going to be all over it because <laughs> we love him. <laughs> For no good reason. Maybe he'll start a musical career. Oh, but I'm sure he would. If he does, it'll be first on the list for worst song in the world. So we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear of all. Because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talentless Right. Right. This this is brand new. Mm-hmm. This is blown up literally within a week. Right. It is You sound deadly serious. I know. Like, it's, this is big news. This is the first, this is a three-parter, Rob. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to do a three-parter first time right. in worst song in the world. Now, it's football, soccer, yep. English Premier League, but this Irish lad he's not all there. Right. right. I'll be honest with you. He's yeah. Irish, he's a bit simple. <laughs> it start it started off with him in his bedroom. Okay. Now, the guy's probably mid-30s, and he's sitting in his bedroom with his little ghetto blaster, and he's got a Liverpool quilt cover, like duvet cover, right. duna cover, we're in Australia, and a Liverpool kind of pillow cover, and he's in his bedroom yeah. doing a YouTube song by himself. And he's like just staring straight at the camera. Staring straight at the camera, YouTube style. Okay. Right? So he's a Liverpool fan, and he's come up with a chant that he thinks the Liverpool fans might like to hear. Right. Or they might want to sing it on the okay. weekend. They've got okay. a big game coming up against Man City. So this is how it starts. Uh, hello, YouTube. Uh, I'm Cork's biggest Liverpool fan. I just want to say I have a song I think will go really, really well on the cop. So this, this is my song. Salah. <laughs> money, money. Walk Porto Formino And we so Coutinho But that don't matter at all actually Because we got Salah Aha Mane Mane Do 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 And Bobby Formino But we so Coutinho But we've got Salah it's got oh, the shaker. It's uh, got a shaker. Uh, it's, like a, it's got like rice. It really lifts it. And Bobby Fomino. And we so Coutinho. <laughs> but we've got Salah. Right. So right. that's my song anyway. Uh, that's your song anyway. That's my song anyway. Right. So you think that's it? Yeah. But. I just want to clear so those are names of players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo Salah, uh, Mane, I don't know what his yeah. first name is, yeah. and Philip Coutinho, they right. sold, and Bobby Firmino, he plays striker. So they're all players for Liverpool. So he's, he's worked them into the song beautifully. Very now, he's put, it, he's put it on YouTube. Now, people have started sharing this yeah. because they think he's not all there. Yeah. But there's a TV program, uh, Soccer AM, on Sky mm-hmm. on Saturday mornings. Yeah. Now, that's got a huge cult following. It's, it's quite funny. It's like, hey, it's Saturday does soccer on a Saturday morning. It's a variety show and all sorts. Mm-hmm. They've flown him over. Right. So, all of a sudden, they put him on TV <laughs> on the Saturday morning to the nation after it's gone a bit viral on the internet, and all of a sudden, everyone wants to sing it. So, this is the take-off Soccer AM. This is him preaching to the crowd. Great. 
So that's his appearance on Soccer AM. So it's just growing and growing and growing. And he's still bringing his shaker out just to give it the... Uh, you yeah. can tell the production values, but everyone's joining in and going right. in. So it grows again. Oh, there's a third wave. They fly him up to Anfield yep. for the game, Liverpool versus Man City. Yep. They've, got a, they've got a stage outside the ground, and they've invited him up on stage with a guitarist... To do it live in front of like 20,000 people. This bloke, he's a bit simple. He's in his bedroom. He's gone from a song like in front of a YouTube yep. with his little ghetto blaster with his rice shaker. All of a sudden, he's playing Anfield. This is like a musical Forrest Gump. This is like a musical Forrest Gump. Just yeah. getting lucky. All right. Unbelievable. So this is him live at Anfield. This is Kevin Murphy. <laughs> So that has just grown and grown and grown. But this is the twist to this story. Oh. Uh, Liverpool played Man City. They actually won. Man City were unbeaten for the whole season. Liverpool won 4-3. Salah, Mane and Firmino all scored. Ah. But the crowd didn't sing the song. That's that's disappointing, really. Yeah. Liverpool, Liverpool fans, the real Liverpool fans, are very protective. They like things to be organic from within. Instead of they thought, you know, this is this guy's 15 minutes of fame, not theirs. But... You can just tell that this song is going to take over. It's going to take over every ground. Well, it seems to me this young lad has had a vision. He, he had did. a premonition. He he knew. Yeah. What, you know, all three goal scorers in one game yeah. immediately after. Oh, should song. have put money on that. You could have been all over that, Rob. Wow. But like Melbourne Victory, their next home game, it'll be like, we've got Beza da 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 da, da and James Troisi da 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 da, da. we got Costa and. Lee Broxham too, <laughs> along those lines. Yeah, good. So that's the victory song. But it's every a very versatile song. If you, you can just change the words to any player. Yeah. It so every even, club. This might even get the Australian cricket supporters oh, singing the song. We've got Smithy do, 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 and Cammy Bancroft. Yeah. Stark and Hazelwood. And two Marsh Brothers. 
Something like that. This is this is poetry. But right, I've been saying for years, if the AFL, if AFL had fans like they do in the English Premier League, right, you wouldn't be able to buy a ticket for love nor money because the atmosphere would be brilliant. Imagine eighty thousand people, Hawthorne. Oh. We've got Cyril. To yeah. do, 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 do. This is going to become, you know how, the, the one thing that is global is that yeah. dun, 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, dun, yeah. That the White Stripes did. You hear that all over the world. This this could challenge that, I reckon. Oh. It's such a happy number. Yeah. And you can just chuck your own names in. Versatile. <laughs> That's it. you just got to find someone a bit creative. There's no plagiarism rights. No, he doesn't, he doesn't oh, write no. the melody. But 80,000 Hawthorne fans, Collingwood fans, whatever. You know, we got pendles. Do, 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 do. Just... Like I said, you just slot the names in. But Melbourne Victory, whenever they're playing home next, we've got Beza da, 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 and James Troisi, da, da, yeah. da, 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 Costa and Leroy George, and we got Lee Broxham too. See? Works. You're starting a fan club up. Yeah, that's it. As we speak. All righty. That's worst song in the world. Worst song in the Liverpool world. Liverpool fans. Uh, we'll keep you updated on that. If the cops start singing it, we'll bring it to you. All right. Um, apparently, we've got an update. About... We've got oh, an update what, what, what? on on the wagon. Right. Uh, Adam from Mooney Ponds. There are a few theories behind the origin of on the wagon, but the idiom likely comes from the earliest 20th century American expression, on the water wagon, which meant one was drinking ah. water instead of alcohol. So on the wagon is off right. the off the booze. Uh, whatever its origins, on the wagon apparently predates off the wagon. There you go. Wow. Okay, so that's thanks, where, Adam. That's where the we really appreciate it. We got a few issues with the SMS machine, by the way. It is uh, very delayed, so uh, please send them in. Oh four three three ninety eight eleven sixteen, or give us a bell nine four two nine eleven sixteen. This is three hundred sixty five days of truth. It is rumoured that the real reason that Shane Mumford has gone into retirement from the GWS is because he is this year entering the Melbourne Comedy Festival starting as part of a stand-up duo with pro golfer Adam Scott. Well, well, I can't wait for that one. Go. Mr. Personality. Well, just amazing. I never would have thought that it happened this week yeah. in uh, AFL Lies. It's amazing. Your yeah, inside uh, inside knowledge there, Rob, is tremendous. Did you know that's actually quite literally fake news? Shh, don't tell anyone. No, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. We can't. We can't. Isn't that the whole point? We're going to try yeah. and make them buy it? Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. But we gotta, we, what? You can't just uh, tell them, oh, isn't that fake news? Uh, You've got to make them buy it. That doesn't work. It's either... <laughs> We buy it, but I think we're the first people in history to deliberately deliver yeah. fake news. Well, I think Trump's done it a few times. Oh no, he just believes it. Yeah, he believes yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah, true. He believes okay. his own lie, so it becomes yeah. truth. True. All right. That's are we, right. Are we going a bit of facts of life? Facts of life. Of course on? we are. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow, and now you know about the facts of life. Facts of Lifetime. Facts of Life. Now, this time two years ago, Rob, yep. we were kind of 
we did the most mental couple of weeks traveling. Yeah. Uh, we did end up in Tokyo, but that was only the midpoint of our madness. Yeah. Um, because it's actually, I mean, the Grand Sumo is on right now in Tokyo, right. the same mm-hmm. tournament we went to. Um, I can give you some uh, updates if you want to know the updates of the Grand uh, Sumo. Uh, Endo, our favourite guy, yep. he's three and one after four bouts. Good to hear. Um, so he just won again today. He beat um, Arawashi. Oh, he did. Uh, Arawashi he had, I, I is. Knew he had it over he's him. gone to two and two. Um, Shiatorayo, he uh, he just beat uh, Shodai. Yeah, if you thought, need to know. I thought that would be uh, he beat him by uh, he beat Shodai by uh, Sukihisa. Yeah, he's, he's had Shodai I think that's years. just pushing him out of the ring, Sukihisa. Yep. Uh, but uh, Okinomi, he won his first bout over uh, Takara Fui, mm. who's probably one of those Polynesian types. Takara Fui. Yep. Uh, it might be Mary, mm, possibly. No, definitely not. Uh, um, he won by uh, Yorikuri. Yeah. So uh, just in case, move. yeah, I think it yeah. is. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll keep you updated on the Grand Sumo next right, week. Right. They'll be into the second week of the tournament. They'll be close to the finish. Uh, all sumo tournaments, by the way, go for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, and it's, well, it's fantastic. We're in for a day. Mm. We don't have to go again. Well, the main reason yeah, was, <laughs> <laughs> was so jet-lagged. I had a yes. horrible yawning fit when we were sitting in there, but I, yeah. was, I was loving it. It's so, very peaceful. Yeah, it is very, it's very tranquil because what they do early in the day, they have the kind of second division. Mm. Uh, all the young bucks yep. come in, they have a bit of a fight, and then second half, all the big guns come out. Mm. Um, so in terms of that, but it is it is quite relaxing. You can see why it's uh, it's very regimented. It's uh, kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Traditional. That's the one. That's Traditional, the one. yeah. The thing I remember about it is that we I was very, very tired, massively jet-lagged, because we'd just flown from Ireland to New York, stayed a night in each place, and then flown to Tokyo. Via? Via Beijing. Yes. A night in Beijing. Yeah. And we had to get up. We slept through. We were supposed to get up at 11 for some We were meant to go to. for some event. Yeah, we were meant to go to Auto Race, which is yeah. like a, a, um, the Japanese version of Greyhounds, but they use motorbikes instead. Right. Kind of, of thing. Of course, it's a huge betting sport there. Motorbikes instead of greyhounds. Yeah, they have. It's like a greyhound card, but they ride motorbikes instead, and you bet on each race. Well, what rides a motorbike? What do you mean? Uh, well, a man rides a, man a, motorbike, rides a motorbike, but they race. They have like twelve the races on the card. So like a speedway track. Kind of like, a, but it's on asphalt. So and the bikes are a lot more powerful. Okay. But it's like greyhounds, where yeah. they have eight bikes in a race. Yeah. And they race over like five laps. They come out of but, the trap box. And uh, well, I think it's like a same colours. Well, funnily enough, they do wear colours, <laughs> and they only go. They turn left and they go around the circuit. But it's a, it's one of the biggest betting sports in Japan. Oh, well, I'm Is sorry. This, I'm or, now actually sorry we missed oh, it. Sorry. But I <laughs> well, Rob, very, very if I'd have told you about this before, we might have made a bigger effort to get out to uh, <laughs> Kashimiri or yeah. Kashmira, wherever it was meant to be. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so we went from Ireland. To New York, to Japan, to Japan via China, yeah, and then from after the sumo, so we missed the auto race, got to the sumo, and then we flew back to uh, Mexico, Mexico via Los Angeles, yep, <laughs> where we then got escorted to our room by a ah. uh, policeman with a machine gun <laughs> yes. at one in the morning, yeah, who was we couldn't speak much Spanish at all, no. Imagine trying to find this poxy little hotel, which was more like a caravan park, which wasn't, yeah. Um, in the middle of the night, trying to knock on doors when you can't speak the language, and then all of a sudden a policeman comes up behind you with a with a machine gun saying, "Ah, hola, buenas noches," <laughs> and ah, oh, hello. <laughs> so yes, uh, well, it was actually kind of cold. We went and then we had to go and see uh, the kite surfing. Yeah, and then we flew to northern Florida via Dallas. Yep, 
I had a met this, my friend in the lounge. Yeah, no joke. We went. I was honestly Ireland, New York, Japan via China, back to LA, back to Mexico. That was in the space of like nine days. I thought it was even less. Than it probably that. was less than that. Uh, but around probably a week actually. Yeah. So by the time we got to Orlando, we were buggered, and we were going to see. Jack Russell Racing. Jack Russell Terrier <laughs> Racing. We flew from New York to Japan to Mexico back to Orlando for Terrier Racing. Northern Florida. Yeah. Proper Hickville. It was pretty. The nice, the nice uh, proper southern accent. Yeah. Um, and so to see Jack Russell's racing, mm. uh, and incredibly, it, it, one of the funniest moments of the whole trip for me was this instance. where They loved the national anthem at every sporting event in America. And the Jack Russell racing was no different. But when we got there, this happened. Was so proudly we at the whose bright stars. Oh, I'm really. Let me start over, please. Got all messed up. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light and the rocket's red light. <laughs> he forgot the words to the American National Anthem, and then at the end he just says, Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it just, oh, it's okay. We'll get you the whole thing.